If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice in Peter's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everyone? Welcome to podcast number 169. I am your host, Reality Steve. Again, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. we got a great show for you this week. Got some stuff to go over, but then we will be talking with the Chatty Broads. You know them as Becca Martinez and Jess Ambrose. They have their own podcast where they talk Bachelor stuff, Bachelorette stuff. They talk mommy stuff. We mostly spend the time talking about Peter's season. Becca has been on my podcast before. It was, you'll hear when I talked to her. I don't even remember when it was. I just know it was when she was pregnant with Ruth, and Ruth just turned one last week. So, had to be at least, it's probably 15 months ago. Um, you could probably just scroll back on my uh, on my podcast page and find out when it was. A couple house cleaning notes, as always. We're going to do Talk a Little Bachelor uh, here with uh, some notes that I want to get out to you, some stuff I had written down that I wanted to make clear on things after Tuesday's column, and then something that came up yesterday in reader emails that I kind of screwed up. So, first off, actually, before we get into Bachelor, I hope you all listened to Dalton Ross last week talking about Survivor. It was a great conversation. He's an encyclopedia when it comes to this show. I hope you've all by now have read his questions with Jeff Probst after the premiere last night. I hope you watched the premiere last night. You read his recap. He has a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that there's some interesting stuff in there. The stuff that he saw that wasn't aired on the episode last night. You heard me say it in the very beginning of my interview with Dalton last week. I don't know how this isn't going to be the best season the show has ever had. And that was the best premiere I've ever seen. It was so good. And it's so good because we're dealing with 20 winners, we know everybody's personality. It was so much different watching last night's show than anything that I can remember. Because, yes, we've had some seasons in the past where every person on it was a returnee, but not a previous winner. And as you saw last night, they were all jumping and starting the game the second they stepped foot on the island. So, yeah, I don't think it was hyperbole on my end at all. I'm not trying to make it hyperbole. I honestly think that was the best premiere I've ever seen, and I just don't know 
the gameplay is so good and it's so high level and everybody's a threat, like they said at Tribal Council last night. You can't say like, oh, well, they're going to skate or I'm going to use them to take them to the end. No, everybody's got a story and everybody can win. Um, and it's amazing. You know, you heard me talk about it last week with Dalton about Rob and Amber. It's like, or Rob and, well, Rob and Amber and some of the other ones. It's just like, yeah, they're a threat. That Rob two-person alliance, the fact that his wife is out there playing the game, and you saw these people wasted no time. Like, look, we got to get her. And usually in the past, in past seasons, there's been people like, you got to get this person out. You got to get this person out. They're controlling the game. And then they never end up getting them out. And you're like, what are you doing? And, but they, they stuck to their word. And they got Amber out last night. Granted, we have no idea what's going to happen with Edge of Extinction. But she's obviously, she bequeathed her token to Rob. So he's going to have a two tokens now, probably get an immunity idol like Sandra did. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I I just loved the premiere last night. I loved the fact that it was two hours. I could have watched six hours of that last night. It was awesome. All right, let's get going with Bachelor stuff. A couple things here. As we know, hometown dates are coming up, and hometown dates is where the Victoria F storyline breaks. And... Yes, people that have read me every day since the season started filming, you're all aware of the backstory that I posted on Victoria F. the morning of her hometown date back on October 28th. You're all aware of that. But there is a lot of people, probably way more majority people, that have no idea what they're in for on Friday night when Peter runs into Marissa, who is there, and tells him about Victoria F.'s backstory. So bear with me because I'm going to have to repeat it. I'm probably going to tweet something out Monday just to refresh people's memory and say to get you ready for tonight, you're going to see someone confront Peter about Victoria F's past. Here it is. So I'm probably going to put that out on Monday. Just tweet it out. I'm not going to write a column. You don't need to just going to going to basically link to the column that I wrote back on the morning of October 28th. And then, you know, after that date happened, the very next day, I wrote another column explaining who Marissa was, what her backstory was, how she had contacted me couple weeks into filming and her whole goal was to tell me Steve Peter needs to know about this and at first when she contacted me I'm like I agree but let's just see how far she lasts first if she's gone in episode two or three it's not a big deal it's like whatever but yeah she got far enough and we clearly see that Peter has a major physical attraction to Victoria because all their dates are miserable yet he keeps keeping her around so it's not hard to think of why he is I'm just at a point now where you know, I'm going to tweet that out on Monday so everyone has a backstory. And, you know, because when Monday, I'm telling you, when Monday airs, not only am I going to be bombarded with who is this Marissa girl and what is she talking about, even though it's been out there for two and a half months now, I'm going to have to repeat it and link to it in Tuesday's column and, you know, kind of add a few things here and there. But I'm not going to retell the whole story. I'll just link to it. Um, if you're hearing this right now for the first time and you have no idea what I'm talking about, just look for the link on Monday and read what I posted about Victoria back on October 28th, which was the day of her hometown date. I did it that morning. My post that morning pretty much set the wheels in motion for Marissa to show up that day because there's a whole backstory to production contacting Marissa two days before Victoria's date. They said, hang on, I think we're going to use you. The night before Victoria's date, they told her, we don't need you anymore. We haven't been able to vet out your story. We have no idea if what you're telling is the truth. 
I post my story the morning of her hometown date, and they called Marissa an hour later and said, come down to the date. We're, we're going to use you. But when she got to the date, they didn't do anything. They didn't mic her up. They didn't tell her to go do a certain thing. They didn't say, go stand over here. We're going to do this. Peter's going to come walking. You're going to talk to him. It was once she checked into the date that day, she had no idea what to do. And later on in the date, after Peter and Victoria were done dancing to the Hunter Hayes concert, they split up, shot their ITMs. Peter was walking, and he happened to walk by Marissa, and Marissa called out his name. Cameras and microphones come running, and that's what you're going to see. But when you all say, oh, this was a setup, it was by production, yes, but to a certain extent, because production didn't tell her what to do when she was there. They knew her story. They told her to go there, but then they didn't direct her to do anything. So I don't really know what their plan was. What if Peter never walked by Marissa? What, what would have happened? Would would we would this even be a storyline? Would Peter have found out about Victoria's past? I don't know. It's 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 hypothetical. We have no idea. It's there's no black or white answer to that question. So I just wanted to mention that something else that I mentioned yesterday in the column regarding the women tell all. It tapes next Friday. And we know that the Overnight Date episode airs the following Monday, the 24th. So Women Tell All tapes the 21st. The Overnight Date episode airs the 24th. And we know that Victoria gets sent home during the Overnight Date episode, during the rose ceremony. She gets eliminated at the rose ceremony. So naturally... The number three person on the show is usually at the Women Tell All because they show the audience that episode and the ending of the rose ceremony because it wouldn't make sense if Victoria hasn't been eliminated on any episodes known to the public, why would she be at the Women Tell All? Because they'd be like, she's still on the show. Why is she here? However, just like Peter was last year, knowing that there's a two-night finale, remember, on Hannah's season, Peter got eliminated at the final three rose ceremony. But he wasn't at the women t- at the men tell all because he got eliminated on part one of the finale, which this season is on March 9th. So my guess is it's nothing set in stone. We'll know next Friday whether or not Victoria was there at the women tell all. If she was, then that means on the episode on the 24th, they're just going to show the whole overnight date episode and Victoria is going to be eliminated at the end of the episode. My guess is. They're not going to do that. They're going to tease it into the next uh, The next week would be Women Tell All episode airing, which will be March 2nd, and then March 9th, they pick back up, and it'll be part one. We'll finally see Victoria getting eliminated at the final three rose ceremony. They'll go to the live shot in the studio. She'll be there. She'll talk to Chris Harrison. They'll bring Peter out, and then that's it. That'll be the end of her story. Just like last year, Peter, on the part one of Hannah's finale, Got eliminated at final three, did not attend the men tell all, got eliminated, they went to the live shot, he was there with Chris, Hannah came out, they had their talk, and we never saw him again until he was obviously announced as The Bachelor, but again on Hannah's season. The next night was the Jed and Tyler stuff. So I fully expect that to be the case, and I don't think Victoria F. is going to be at the Women Tell All taping next Friday, but we will see for sure, as I'm sure I'll get a heads up uh, of that's the main thing to find out. Um, is if she's going to be there, but my guess is no. And finally, one other thing to point out, because someone emailed it to me today, and I didn't even realize it. Reader emails comes out every Wednesday. And so it's basically every email I get from the time I posted on Wednesday till the following Wednesday morning. 
sometimes emails that I get Wednesday morning, I throw in at the end of reader email. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do any more. I'll just save it, I'll put it in my reader email folder, and I'll save it till next week. Well, what I can tell you what I do. This isn't anything like majorly revealing, but every episode that goes into my reader email folder, I'm starting to do anything I get Wednesday through Friday, Wednesday through Saturday, I try and answer on the weekend just so I have less to do on Tuesday night heading into Wednesday. I'm like, I want to get as much as I can done. So you'll notice in the beginning batch, I think on page two of reader emails, in the beginning batches of the emails in yesterday's column, somebody had asked me a question about the ending, and I was like, look, I could, it could go either way. It could be Madison or Hannah. But if you read Tuesday's column, you know where I stand, that I had gotten some more information. Things are starting to add up to where, gun to my head, if you ask me how this season ends or who Peter's with, I would say Madison. So I did get an email today from someone that said, Steve, reader emails, one of them you said, <laughs> which came out after Tuesday's column, clearly, you said that you could make a case for either of them, but then in Tuesday, but the day before you said you're leaning towards Madison. So yeah, I can see where it's confusing. So that is my answer. I actually answered that question on Saturday, but forgot it was in there because there's so many emails every week. I just, I don't, I don't remember. Hell, I don't remember half the stuff I say in this podcast. So it's hard to remember an email that I answered on Saturday that goes in Wednesday's column that happened to contradict something that I reported on Tuesday. So that's where I stand right now. Um, if you ask me, where do I think this all ends? I do think he's with Madison and I do think, um, it's just the details of it, of how it went down is, is a little bit tricky, but, um, there's just, there's just, that's where I'm, that's where I'm definitely leaning right now. And I don't, I, I, I'd be surprised if that changed. It's just a matter of getting more details about how everything plays out at the end in Australia. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get going. Here we go. More Bachelor Talk for podcast number 169 with the Chatty Broads, Becca Martinez and Jess Ambrose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Before we get started, one last thing. I got the information tweeted to me, sent to me late last night. I tweeted it out late last night. You probably haven't seen it, so I'll give it to you now. The finale spoilers, but it's for Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. This is a new spinoff show. The Bachelor franchise is expanding I told you about this show. They're going to shove it down your throats. It starts April 13th, Monday nights for two hours, 20 people living in a mansion, not the mansion used for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Chris Harrison is the host, but it's musically themed. Chris Harrison calls it A Star is Born meets Bachelor in Paradise 
which in my mind means someone's going to piss their pants at some point. Anyway, it's 20 people living in a house. They haven't explained how people get eliminated. All the dates, though, are musically themed. All the contestants have a musical background, whether they're singers, composers. Most of them look like to be singers. Anyway, the finale filmed tonight in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Country Music Hall of Fame and the CMA Theater. The final two couples were Jamie and Trevor and Bree and Chris. Chris Watson, Bree Stouse, Trevor Holmes, and Jamie Gabriel. This is all on my Twitter if you want to actually look into these people's Instagram accounts. I have them all listed there. And um, in the finals, Jamie and Trevor sang an original song and Speechless by Dan and Shay. Bree and Chris sang Give Me Love by Ed Sheeran. And to make you feel my love, apparently it was the Adele version. I didn't even know that song had many versions to it, but I was told it's the, it was the Adele version. Anyway, the final two couples were judged by a panel of five judges. Of course, it's going to be a Bachelor tie-in. Two of the five judges were Caitlin Bristow and her boyfriend Jason Tardick. The other three judges were Tay Diggs, Jewel, and Rita Wilson. After they sang, judges deliberated. They came out, and they announced that Bree and Chris were the winners. Bree and Chris uh, won the opportunity to write and record some original music and make at least one music video. Also, they're going to be leaving on tour right after uh, the finale airs. Some other things that I tweeted out as well, uh, both Chris and Bree are a couple and Jamie and Trevor. Chris and Bree both told each other that he loved each other on camera right before the, the finale performance. Chris Harrison said they were the first couple to do that all season. Trevor and Jamie were introduced as a couple. Caitlin asked Jamie and Trevor if they were in love. Trevor said they were falling in love and they plan to continue seeing each other after the show. I can tell you right now, that's a load of crap. Trevor was the one guy of the season, the only guy I knew about that so many people emailed me about and said, this guy is the biggest player. He was the guy on American Idol that when he went to audition, Katy Perry was flirting with him, even though his, he had a girlfriend at the time. Remember, he brought her out and Katy Perry was flirting with him openly this was like two or three seasons ago. And then he made it to Hollywood week and his girlfriend was in the crowd and Katie would still make comments here and there. That's him. Apparently this guy is a total dog completely, obviously doing this for his career, which I'm assuming most of these are, but not interested in love. Uh, the fact that he gave the answer of we're falling in love and I plan to continue seeing each uh, seeing her after the show. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Jamie, uh, you've, you've got another thing coming because that ain't happening. I give you guys a couple months. Uh, before this guy bolts on you. Anyway, um, Tay Diggs actually asked them if they fell in love because of the show or if they fell in love because of the bond they had with music, like trying to ask him, if the show didn't happen, would you have become a couple? And they both answered they never met someone who just gets them like the other one does, which is barfarific, if you ask me. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. I tweeted it out late last night. It was like 1130 Central when I tweeted it out. You might be waking up and not even seeing it. So I did want to get that out there because this is part of Bachelor Nation. You might want to watch this show because I guarantee some of these people will be on Summer Games, and I guarantee some of these people will be on Bachelor in Paradise. It's going to happen. Just accept it. These are now Bachelor Nation people. That's why the show is called The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. So. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Now, let's get going with podcast number 169, The Chatty Broads, Becca Martinez and Jess Ambrose. All right, let's bring them in. They are the hosts of The Chatty Broads podcast that you hear pretty much on all podcast platforms. Uh, it's Becca Martinez and Jess Ambrose. Hey, ladies, how are you? 
Thanks for coming on. Hello. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, and I can't remember. This is podcast number 168 or 169 for me, and I cannot remember if I have done an interview with two people on the phone at the same time. So I will, uh, I will direct this and try and lead you to and ask someone specifically. So let me start out with Becca first. Um, sure. When I last spoke to you, I, th- <laughs> I think it was uh, you were you were still pregnant with Ruth. Yes. I can't remember how far along you were, but you were also kind of at a place where you were still kind of navigating everything that happened to you in such a short amount of time. From Absolutely. And here we are now. Ruth, I believe, is one today. Is that what I saw? Or yesterday? When it- he was one. Uh, actually, it was my birthday this week. Ruth's oh, birthday your- was last week. Okay. Yep. So yours is this week. Okay. So, and you've got, yep, yep. you've got another baby on the way. Quite. Yep. Quite a journey for you. So how <laughs> has this pregnancy been compared to Ruth's? Well, you know what? I'd say the biggest difference has just been emotionally and mentally and uh, in terms of my relationship with Greg. Because, you know, the first time when you get pregnant with someone three months into a relationship, most of the pregnancy is just navigating a lot of learning about who this person is that you're doing this thing with and navigating a lot of feelings of processing um, the kind of changes that are going to happen in your life that were unexpected. And so that was really difficult the first time. I mean, the actual physical physical aspects of the pregnancies with both this one and, and with uh, my pregnancy with Ruth has been pretty mild, but, you know, navigating a relationship and, and just my own feelings surrounding it was really, really difficult the first time. And this time it's just been so much more enjoyable because, you know, we love each other and we're excited to be parents together and we really enjoy it. And um, so it's awesome that we get to have a new one and like really celebrate it this time and just be excited with each other instead of having to navigate and process through all the difficult shit. And Jess, you know, fill people in on your story and how you got involved uh, with the podcast, with Becca, your background, all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, Becca and I really didn't know each other very well when we started the podcast together. I live in Los Angeles. I did wardrobe styling. Her and I kind of met, I think, right before her season started to air through mutual friends. And whenever we would see each other, we just would start kind of talking and go in a corner and chat for like two hours and part like during the party when everyone else was you know having a good time we'd go in a corner and talk but we really weren't like friends we were just acquaintances and um her and I just one day we were at a comedy show and we both brought up the idea of starting a podcast because I have a child and she was one of the only people I knew in LA that was younger that had a kid or what had a baby on the way so um we just were like let's start a podcast and so when we initially started Chatty Broad's My husband's in music production, so we had all the equipment, and we weren't talking anything about The Bachelor. But, you know, turns out I am, like, a Bachelor super fan. I've been watching it since Andrew Firestone's season. So, eventually, we just started recapping it because we felt like we couldn't not do it. Yeah, and that really took off. So, so I'm glad that we took that turn, for sure. I mean, I'm not saying that anybody who has been a contestant on this show that starts a podcast shouldn't talk bachelor stuff because i know there are people out there i think there are some that that do something that's totally unrelated to bachelor but i think people want to hear it i mean and someone like becca you know becca you lasted till final five it wasn't like you were someone who got if you got sent home one night one or second rose ceremony and you started a podcast yeah 
you probably don't need to talk Bachelor because you don't really have a ton right. of insight, you know? Right. And I'm glad that you, I mean, I'm glad that you guys do bring it up. And I, I do want to kind of jump into Bachelor stuff. And, and Jess, I'll start with you on this. The women this season have come under a lot of fire. They've taken <laughs> a lot of criticism. Uh, you know, it's just been, I mean, well, you know what? I, I Let me put this back on Becca real quick because it relates yeah. to something that happened. You, you know, you and Tia had a little bit of a, a blowout sure. in the episode before hometowns and yeah, but the way these women come at each other in arguments, it's totally different. It's, it's night it's and day, night and day. Be- compared. I mean, you and Tia just, you had a disagreement and you didn't agree with what she said and she didn't agree with how you reacted, but it wasn't this level of vitriol. No. So how have you viewed this? What's going on this season? I mean, I'm, I also can't help but view it in terms of my storyline on this season, which was about me being Im- too immature for a serious relationship and being too young to be in a, in a marriage. And it's like, really, when you compare my behavior and really virtually anyone from my season or even the past few seasons compared to these women, I find like a lot of the behavior super petty, super immature. And a lot of the women seem to be more focused on drama than their actual relationship with Peter. And I think that is why they're coming under fire because it's just the focus is so like junior high girl like catty dynamics from day one it almost has seemed like there hasn't even been any effort made to have like any kind of friendships or good relationships amongst each other just from what we've seen but yeah yeah, so that it's I think it's kind of difficult to watch at times because you're like oh my god I don't want this guy to end up with any of these girls so yeah, and Jess, your what have you seen the same exact thing on your end? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I my biggest issue with the women this season is that when they're coming to Peter with problems, it hasn't been like what we've seen in the past like, oh, okay, all the guys are talking about Luke P because they're seeing these serious red flags. Yes, yeah, serious red flags watching um her dynamic or Hannah's dynamic with Luke P. All the women this season the only problem they seem to ever have with each other is really unprecedented. It's just a personality. Like I don't, they don't like, yeah, I don't like you. So I'm going to go tell Peter why you're a bad person. And there's really nothing to back it up. Even with the Alea situation, there wasn't, these facts that made her seem like she needed to get cut off the show because she was there for the wrong reasons. It was purely a situation where the women didn't didn't really like her. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. And, stuff that has come out after the fact makes it even more bizarre how Victoria P presented their relationship. It, it, it really is confusing. However, I, I think one thing that's interesting was the whole Alea situation when she came back and she's leaving the group date and she mentions to one of the other girls that she had read that Victoria F had dated Chase Rice and Victoria right. F attacks her for saying that, you know, it was not her right to share that. So here is sure. here is something that I'm interested in. And Becca, you can speak to this, obviously, because you were on the show. And I actually asked a former contestant this and I just said, hey, isn't it kind of, I don't know, standard that, you know, someone goes on a one on one day, especially when you're still in L.A. If someone goes on a well, actually it doesn't even matter if you're in a country. Someone goes on a one on one date. Everybody else that's still on the show sits at home all day and does nothing but talk to each other and, you know, play board games and fiddle with each other's hair. And, yeah. and and you're literally just on pins and needles waiting to find out when that person comes back, seemingly to what ask happened? them what happened. So yeah. I asked somebody about this, a former contestant from seasons ago, and I just said, hey, 
isn't it pretty standard that you come back from a one-on-one date and you tell either the group as a whole or maybe the ones that you're closest to? I don't know that. Hey, this is this is what we did. And her answer was if she's like, yeah, if you didn't if you didn't talk about it to people, if you didn't talk about it, people thought you were cagey. And if you brag too much, people thought you were annoying. So it sounds like the answer is basically come back and, and don't avoid it, but don't brag about it. Just casually tell people what you sure, did yeah. and just don't go overboard. You guys yeah, possible, yeah. you guys had Crystal on your season who came back from that <laughs> very first date. And she, on her first date, got to travel to Arizona on a private jet. She got to meet Ari's family. She got to do all this yeah. stuff in his hometown. And she came back and basically said nothing to you guys, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and immediately that that immediately pins you as okay. Something I understand that you don't want to you know be overly sharing or whatever, but it immediately pins a target on your back when you do. Totally. That. Yeah. And I'm and I'm wondering, and that's where I, the Alea thing for her to mention. Oh, I heard that she dated Chase Rice. I don't think it was done maliciously. It just seemed. Oh like, no. And, I, and th- so, I, I think that was a perfectly fair assumption to assume yeah. that everyone already knew about it. Exactly. Like, yeah, of course you would think like, I mean, if I was, com- if I was Victoria F coming home and I truly had no feelings for this ex anymore, it would, I mean, I, I even think it was weird just the way she handled it on the date, but like, I would yeah. come home and just be like, you guys will not believe what happened. Exactly. My ex was playing at the fucking concert yeah. like i mean that's that's like something you would share there's no there's nothing to hi- i don't see any reason to hide that or make it like this huge dramatic scenario like no it's just a dude from her past uh, we all have a past peter brought on his ex on the show right so yeah. what's weird about her ex randomly showing up it's just a weird random coincidence and i thought it was really odd that she didn't say anything and i felt like alea was just totally harmless in mentioning that yeah, I it, it just what Alea said seemed harmless, and Victoria. It, my whole thing was, I'm shocked that Victoria didn't make a joke out of it when she got home. But seeing her serious nature, the rest of the last four, you know, the last four episodes yeah. since then, it's like okay, now I kind of get why she didn't. But yeah. for Alea yeah. to assume that she wouldn't just come back and be like, "Oh my God, you guys, you'll never believe what happened." Like, well, also yeah. it didn't look like Alea was spreading it. It looked like yeah. she probably mentioned it offhand, and then guess what? Every single girl is going to come to her saying, yeah. "What happened with what happened with Victoria F?" Like, I doubt she had to really try hard to disseminate the information. I'm sure everyone was talking about it within <laughs> like minutes of her saying that. And the only thing that I'm thinking, and this is. I know I have no insider knowledge of this. The only thing I'm possibly thinking, and it could have happened, but it still doesn't justify Victoria F's reaction is, you know, they, they did the amusement park during the day. They had the chase, the chase rice concert. Then they went to dinner when he found out all the stuff. Maybe Victoria literally got home at one or 2 AM and the group date girls had to be up at 6 AM the next day. And none of them legitimately knew. I don't know. I mean, that's, but it still doesn't justify Victoria no. F going off on her and saying. No, I think she got super defensive because who knows what else from her past was going to get brought up. Yeah. If it, yeah. <laughs> which so. we know, which we know happens next episode. Yes. So let's move on to uh, Peter. So Jess, um, have you had any sort of, I mean, he's getting raked over the coals this season as well for just being Mr. Indecisive and not a great bachelor. Um, are you in the same boat there? 
I mean, honestly, I like Peter. I know he's getting destroyed this season by the audience, but I feel like he's a perfect bachelor for producers. So it makes good television. And honestly, I really do think that Peter, I think, I think Peter is genuinely a romantic. And so I think he's also maybe a little bit addicted to the drama. So yes, he's choosing women with maybe a little bit of a savior complex that he's going after certain women where he feels like he can be knight in shining armor when they're having a breakdown. But I don't think that he is necessarily just like the king of being indecisive. I think he's probably just sensitive. I think he's really trying his best. And one thing I will give him is I genuinely believe like more than any of the bachelors we've seen in the past few seasons that he is like there to find his wife. I do think he's doing the best he can with the girls that he was given. Like, you know, what what are you going to do in that situation? Like, I don't know. I, I give him a lot of grace on this season, honestly. I think we both do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's just he hasn't done himself any favors by, I mean, even little things like when when the Sydney and Alea group date pillow fight happened and he gives his rose to Sydney, it's almost like telling Alea, I don't believe you. And then sure. to invite Alea back on the show, which obviously we know is production, but if he wants to bring her back, that's fine. But then to give her a rose on a group date she never even participated in, again, he didn't have to do that. He's only making it worse sure. for himself. Kelsey goes to see him for some alone time away from the group, and he gives her a rose, which knowingly <laughs> is going to oh piss God. everybody else in the group off. Like, it's three right there where he's giving roses that he doesn't have to do. He's that's true. But, and and that's where I'm just like, he's bringing it upon himself by his actions this season. We do think he does live for the drama a little bit because I mean, look at Barbara. He seems like she's a little bit of a handful. So it might just be, you know, a genetic thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, somebody is really torn up about somebody they've maybe met once or twice to bring her home. Yes. Yes. God has a plan plan or whatever she said in the last <laughs> preview. Uh, I think I think she's a bachelor super fickle. Um yeah, I mean God, I, I mean well, if if she wasn't, the show made her out to be one cuz remember Right? <laughs> when Peter was on part 1 of Hannah's finale last season on the two night finale, he was on the first night after they show his elimination, he's there, talks to Chris, talks to Hannah. I, I've never seen a family a mother, a mother and father get so much airtime at the after the final rose. It was almost like they knew at that point, like yes. this is going to be our storyline for next season. People are going to like these people, and we're going to incorporate them because, yeah, she's literally cheering when she's ta- hearing about her son banging somebody in a window. Oh, four I know. Times. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> oh no, we're waiting. We're waiting for the uh, the upcoming reality TV show, like Keeping Up with the Webbers. We yeah. know there's going to be a spinoff. Oh gosh, yeah, they're all their fly. His, his brother's a flight attendant, or his pilot. His dad's a pilot. Yeah, mother a former pageant contestant and a flight attendant. Like no way, his mom's a former pageant contestant. Oh, she I was like the that. winner. I want to say she was Miss Illinois in like the. No, I don't want to. I don't want to throw out a year because it I'm all makes her. sense yeah. now. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was a former. I could be wrong. It might be. Oh, uh, I think it's Illinois though. I I think it's Illinois. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to be wrong on this. So I'm going to Google it real quick. Barbara Weber pageant, and let me just double check <laughs> and make sure. Uh, she was. You know, 
Miss Illinois. Yeah, it was right. Miss Illinois. No way. That just makes this so much better. Yeah, she was Miss Illinois in uh, 1970. Oh, wait, no, that might have been something else. Uh... Is there anyone on the show who hasn't been in a pageant at this point? (laughs) I'm like, telling what you, is this? What is this ABC's new obsession with pageant people? I don't get it. You guys didn't have like you guys didn't have any on our season, did you? Not that I no. off the top of my head. Uh Caroline. Caroline. Oh, that's right, Caroline was, yeah. yeah. And she was a and she was a winner. She was a state winner, right? She competed in Miss USA, didn't she? Or was Yeah, that, she did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. Oh, um okay, I want we just referenced the fact of, you know, the windmills and all that shit's been played out so much oh, this yeah. season. However, we're heading we're two weeks away from uh, from overnight dates. And yeah. we've seen in the previews that um, one of the women this season, Madison, is a virgin, but she has not told Peter yet. And this is going to become a sticking point uh, for the rest of the season. And yeah. my my thing is this. I think we're dealing with two different arguments when we talk about sex and overnights, because. I think there's a complete separate argument to make that this show just shouldn't cast virgins anymore because not to, not to ostracize virgins, but when you cast a virgin on a show that's highly, highly sexualized with numerous innuendos and dates that revolve around sex related topics or whatever, I just think you're putting, you're immediately putting those people in a very, very, awkward position now you can say hey yeah but then the person's auditioning for yeah this i was show gonna say where the, yeah they're auditioning they, they weren't th- they weren't grabbed out of the, the street and thrown no. into the back of a van and thrown onto the show and we find yeah. out they're a virgin so yeah i mean they're, but, they're they're very aware that that could become a, a major part of their storyline is it is it a place though to where again if you're a virgin and you go on the show it could just be like I want to go on for the experience. No way will I last. And then as you keep getting further along in the competition, you're like, oh, shit, this is getting a little more serious. I don't think that's the case with Madison. You think she knew kind of – I mean, she should have known that early on when she got that one on one day to start the season. I mean, that was yeah, pretty close. I mean, like, I, I don't mean this in a shady way, but she seems like a pretty confident person, and I'm sure that she, like – I mean, she seems – I don't know. I, I don't I don't see her being the kind of person that's like, oh, I'm just going to go on the show for for just for kicks. Yeah. And like, let's see what happens. I probably won't get far. I don't know. I just I don't see that. Yeah. In her intro, too, she kept talking about how competitive she was. And, you know, yeah. she's a winner. So I would think that she would imagine that she was going to get far along. Do you think it's wrong or do you think she should have mentioned it earlier in the season? Um you know, no. not, not a huge spoiler, not a huge spoiler here, but, um, you know, uh, Madison does make it through hometown dates and it's after the next rose ceremony that she tells Peter, she pulls him aside after the rose ceremony sure. and we're going to see that. And she tells him she's a virgin. Now, I don't know what else she says at that point. I don't think an ultimatum is given, but she lays it out there of what her feelings are on sex in general and seemingly sex on overnight dates. So you don't have a problem with her waiting this long. I, I don't either. I don't think you're not going to say I, that. Yeah. I don't think date. it's, yeah, I think it's her prerogative that she even wants to bring it up at all. I think, you know? well, I mean, I think you got to bring it up at some point. I don't think she needed to bring it up on the 
wedding vow renewal date. You know, that was way too early. She barely even knew sure. the guy at that point. Um, but as yeah, you but know, she could. But I mean, like hypothetically, she could even bring it up in the fantasy suites when they're just together and be like, "Hey, like I want to talk about this in private, not on camera. Like that, I I do want to wait, like you know, to have sex till marriage. And if you if you want to send me home now, that's fine. But I just didn't want to have that conversation on camera. You know, I feel like that's totally, you know. I I absolutely 100% agree with you, but you and I also know that producers know that she's a virgin and there's no way they were letting that conversation happen off air. So she didn't have a choice. Yep. Yep. So right now, Jess, people are basically, it's because of what we went through last season with Luke P people Mm -hmm. are saying this is a double standard. Luke P is getting crucified for going after Hannah, where it seems like because Madison is a well-liked character, she'll get to skate because she's well-liked and Luke wasn't. So people jumped all over Luke. And I'm saying I don't think it's the same situation because Luke made his comments and made his feelings known in the moment as he was sitting there with Hannah, not knowing until that very moment, this is what happened. Um, Madison laid it out there before they even start, before Peter starts the week. Hey, this is where I'm at with things. Um, Just want to let you know. And if you choose to gallivant around in in bed with others, probably not going to sit well with me. And that's where I think the disconnect is. Yeah, I mean, obviously with the whole Luke P situation, it had been quite a buildup week after week to America disliking him. So obviously then when he dropped that bomb, it felt more um, used as a threat. Like, you know, I know I'm your, I'm your top pick and I'm out of here. If you choose to, you know, be so impure as to sleep with someone before, you know, we're married. And so far with Madison, obviously like we haven't seen the conversation yet. And so I'm going to be interested to see how she poses it to Peter, but you know, I think it's very different if she's posing it just in a way of, Hey, I'm not comfortable. These are the things that I believe in that I want to do with my life. So, you know, if you're not down with that, then I don't know if I can be here, but right. I I think Luke P might've been imposing his beliefs a little bit more upon Hannah and having an expectation for her actions because of his beliefs. I will. Yeah. Like you said, we'll see how Madison does it, but it sort of seems like she's just presenting where she's at rather than, than expectations for Peter. Yeah, and we don't know. We'll know at the end of next week's episode exactly what she says. I know she tells him for the first time that she's a virgin. I don't know if she says, gives any sort of ultimatum or any sort of, hey, if you do it with someone else, I'm leaving. I don't think she will. What I will say, though, is I find it a little bit interesting, like, and just, you know, Jess and I, one thing we have in common is coming from a conservative evangelical Christian background. I do find it interesting that um, she chose to go on the show and was interested in Peter knowing his stance on sex and knowing his family's stance on sex. And I thought it was interesting when she was talking last week, you know, about uh, her expectations for him as a spiritual leader and the home and like, you know, I, I just know from that background, like about, you know, teaching your children certain values. I just find it interesting that um, she's looking for a husband in Peter, given, you know, that he and his family were like, just loving the fact that he was Mr. Fuck 12 times in the windmill, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah. I do find that curious and I don't really understand it. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that, I mean, that to me was just a little odd. It's it's a question that once this is over and Madison starts making the media rounds, you, I don't know how many people, especially like some, you know Us Weekly or E or something like that. I don't know if they're going to grill her on something like that, but any podcast that she does, I think that's got to be one of the first questions. Like, look, we have no problem with you being a virgin. We respect your sexual right. boundaries that you've chosen to go with up to this point in your life and up through yeah. marriage, like you say. But knowing that Peter is a sexual person, what did you think was going to happen if you got yeah. far enough along in this process? Did you, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a fair yeah. question because yeah. why would somebody who is saving herself for marriage knowing that The Bachelor is who he is, and she has it's not like she could have been surprised because she has even said, I think in the intro video and even on the first night, like, I was hoping it was you. Okay, then. Right, 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 right. So, It'd be one thing if she was auditioning for Colton season, it would make a lot of sense. But yeah. Peter, since his tagline was sexually based, yeah. it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just think, like, it's the, the bigger thing to me is not even, it's like, it's not like she's dating him. When they're talking about, like, having kids and a family together and she's talking about wanting a spiritual leader, I'm like, girl, and it seems pretty obvious that you guys are not quite on the same page when it comes to how you view your Christianity and the role it plays in your life. Yeah. So I'm just like, it, it's almost like you can take her back to the beginning of the show of, hey, Madison, exactly did you think this through or did you go on thinking I'll have fun? And I, yeah, I'd like, I, he seems like a great guy, but did you think the sex part through at all? Because right. Right. Is Peter, I mean, let's just be frank about it. Is Peter the freewheeling LA pilot who fucks in a windmill four times? Is he interested has in condoms in his car, has condoms in his, in, in the console of his car? Is he interested in being with somebody who he's never going to get to go below the belt until their wedding night? I it's a fair question. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't totally get it. <laughs> no, I don't either. Well, and not to call her integrity into question at all, but when it comes to like knowing that fact and knowing she is competitive, that, you know, she she did start this series off, at least from the audience perspective, with the whole uh, so genuine and real post. So you have yeah. to wonder, you know, is, yeah. is this wanting to get followers? And, you know, if that's the case, you know, God bless. Good for you. But I think because she hasn't caused really any drama in the house, that hasn't been in question at all. But I, you know, I can't get that so genuine and real comment out of my head. I really can't. Or the, yeah. the post out of my head. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it was clearly a screw up on her end, um, because if you look at her Instagram feed, she responds to a lot of people who write to her. And even right. if it's just, you know, kissy face emojis and thank you so much. Love you. Whatever. It's clear she was logged in and yeah. accident- <laughs> and, and the thing that I didn't understand about any of it was like, she was so loved. After that first date. Th- that's what we said. It makes no sense. She was no getting sense. so much positive feedback. Why are you? And actually, one of my friends was going through her comments and was looking at the different profiles. And it looks like she was buying comments oh, because um, there was a bunch of fake like bot accounts that were commenting very similar comments um, underneath that picture. And that was so bizarre to me because this girl's getting like 80,000 likes, thousands of comments of all in support, all yeah. in support. So I'm like. I don't. Yeah, it's just that was very odd to me. Yeah, it's like sure. it, it's not like this person is Sydney or Tammy who was getting the riot act right. to them. Like she's been a fan favorite literally since the time she stepped out or time we saw her intro video. Like, yep. And and people know people knew this. I mean, the 
the diehards that followed in the offseason, they knew that she was a long laster on the show this season. So, right. yeah, it just seems so weird why somebody who was getting so much love needed to throw one extra comment in about how she was real <laughs> and genuine. Weird. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. But um so here's something. Here's something that's been, you know, we're we're about a month out from Bachelorette. Um filming will start Really? Is that it? Yeah, we're filming will start the week of Peter's finale and um which is March 9th. So one of the major uh opinions going around right now is well, who of Peter's women is going to be the bachelorette? Because these women don't, none of them have gotten a great edit outside of Madison. So let's just say, let's just say for the sake of argument, Madison doesn't, um, Madison or any of the other women this season, none of Peter's women get bachelorette gig, which is very, very uh, possible. There's rumors floating around that Hannah Brown 2.0 is a possibility. And... There is so I was like, okay, let's just let's let's rule out Peter's women and let's just rule out Hannah Brown for the sake of argument and be like, okay, right. well, who else is out there? And I don't know if you know this, but I went through I'm just gonna ask you both a question. I don't want you to I want you to think of the first number that comes to your head, but I'm gonna tell you the last five bachelor seasons and you take the top four female finishers in those seasons. So the last 20 women who finished in the top four of the bachelor, not counting this season, how many of them do you think are single? Becca, you go just to give me a number. So 20, you said out Out of 20. 20, Yeah. So the last five bachelor seasons, each of their top four. I'm going to say like seven, eight. Okay. Jess. Oh, I'm going to go like 12. Okay. The correct answer is four. (laughs) Whoa. We only have four possibilities. And I'm just saying, like, obviously you could go outside of the top four, but we all know outside of Hannah Brown, who's the only one in the history of the show, Bachelorette, that finished outside of the top four of her season. um, There's only four single women that it could possibly even be if you went back and took any of the top four. Um, Tasha, who got passed over for Hannah B last season, so I don't think they would take her. Um, the two women from your season, Becca, Kendall and Tia, and Kendall's yeah. recently single, and Amanda yeah. Stanton. Everyone else is in a relationship or married. It's crazy. Holy, that's that is crazy. So here, I mean, I'll I'll rip through it real quick. So Colton was the last bachelor. Cassie. Wait, what about? Yeah, okay. Cassie taken. Tasha single. Hannah G engaged to Dylan. Kaylin with Dean. Ari season. Becca. Wait, when did Denny go home? She went home like seventh or eighth. Yeah, she oh, was wow. early. I don't remember. Okay. Um, Ari season. Becca, obviously, we know, is with Garrett. Lauren is with Ari. Kendall and Tia are single. Nick season. Huh. Vanessa, in a relationship. Raven, engaged. Rachel, married. Corinne, I think Corinne's taken, but not, she has no zero chance to be there. She would, they would never make her the bachelorette <laughs> anyway, but I think she has a boyfriend anyway. Uh, ben Higgins season. Uh, Lauren, married to Chris Lane. JoJo, engaged to uh, Jordan. Kayla, uh, now married or engaged. Um, no, she's engaged. Uh, Amanda Stanton, single. So that's number four. So that's Tasha, Kendall, Tia, and Amanda Stanton. And then Chris Sewell season, five seasons ago, Whitney in a, uh, is married. Uh, Becca Tilly in a relationship. Caitlin with Jason. Jade married to Tanner. So there it is. Wow. 
You have four. Wow. So there aren't really many options. And I don't know if you no. still – do you still keep in touch with Kendall or Tia or are you still yeah. close Yeah, I mean, with like – yeah, Kendall and I are definitely, we don't see each other as often, but I definitely still consider her a close friend. And then, you know, Tia and I will occasionally DM back and forth on Instagram, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, that I mean, just seems like, a, I mean, I could see, a, a Tia would make a good bachelorette season. I think, I mean, put it this way. Yeah. If Becca, if Ari doesn't pull what he pulls, Tia was going to be the bachelorette <laughs> that season. From, from yeah. everything that I've heard. I mean, it... Becca was the bachelorette because she had America on her side after what Ari did. So there was no doubt in my mind. But Tia was, I mean, I think she was all set to be the bachelorette or it was going to be. There was actually, I I was actually, um, I was actually moving forward with talks with producers and like going over contractual stuff up until the Ari thing. So we'll just, yeah, we'll just remember that they do that with numerous women. Sure, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, so... I well, mean, yeah, but I just remember with the gossip that that actually hadn't been happening with Tia, uh, as far as I knew. At because the, At the time that you Lauren, were doing it? Yes, Lauren and Tia were both kind of pissed about it from what I just heard through the grapevine. Oh. So. <laughs> they, they, they had spoken to you, but not Lauren or Tia? Yeah, yeah. I just, so. I mean, there was no way that Lauren didn't, she didn't, she didn't jump off the TV screen to people. There was no, no, but I definitely, I, de- I definitely, after the show was airing, it was definitely making sense with Tia for sure. But like, I think all the Ari stuff happened. Wasn't it before the season was even really airing? It was like writer. I, I think the, the story was he contacted Lauren on new, Year's. on new year's day or new year's Eve or something like that. That was the first call yeah. and his season premiered like, you know what? Five, six days later in that first Monday yeah. in January. So yeah, I mean, it was right around the premiere. Um, but I know, I remember the whole broke up with Becca and went to Virginia was like, I think about two weeks into the season airing, like mid. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was pretty early on that it was like sort of slated for it to be Becca. Cause obviously it had to be after all of that. Yeah. It's just, you know, so I'm looking at it and, you know, I think it's 25 seasons in a row now. They have not gone outside the franchise. So when people say, oh, why does it have to be someone from the previous season? Why don't they bring somebody in from, you know, an older contestant? It's just like, okay, but who are your options? <laughs> I right, just, totally. I just gave you four and you can eliminate Amanda Stanton and Tasha because they're not going to be the bachelorette. I'm sorry. I literally think the only people from a previous season that have a legit shot, if they don't go to one of the Peters women, or Hannah Brown 2.0, Kendall or Tia. I really don't think there's anybody else. Um, I yeah, just, and I don't. I I don't really see it happening with Kendall. I love her to death. I don't really see that happening. Um, because she's too, I would rather because watch, she's too fresh out of a breakup. Or it's, it's so it's so fresh, and I also like. I don't know. I think Kendall's just a in, like a very interesting kind of person, and I don't know if she's ne- necessarily going to resonate with like certain parts of the audience makes sense yeah i i I, I would rather watch tia's season than literally any of the other options yeah and here you are someone who didn't get along with tia on your show for the i mean not yeah you didn't hate her but i mean you just yeah you guys but you know two two years later it's like you know water water under the (laughs) freaking bridge but yeah i'd way rather see her than hannah b 2.0 or any of the girls i really i really am not vying for a hannah b 2.0 situation (laughs) i will say that jess do you have any um if you were to have a pick and and they said jess ambrose you are picking our next bachelorette who (laughs) 
I mean, I'm flattered by the power, first of all. Um, and then I would say, honestly, I really, really think that Taisha would be an amazing bachelorette. After Colton's season, I didn't think so because she was just kind of quiet. And we didn't get She's a lot so of her. Boring. But on Paradise, I thought she was thriving. I felt like she was so direct. She had a great storyline with JPJ and then Derek. I, I think she'd make a really fantastic bachelorette. So I know it's probably, there's not a chance that's probably going to happen, but I would be very happy with that. Interesting. I would love, I would love Demi. I would love Demi, but there's no way ABC is going to do a fluid no. season of The Bachelor. No, that, that's VH1. That's VH1. Or yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, ABC is not ready for that. I mean, I've had people email me and say, well, what if they had Demi and they did a, a cast of 15 men and 15 women for her? I'm like, oh no, God. this isn't. That's, this isn't Tila Tequila. Yeah. This, I was like, <laughs> first off, this show is all about everyone in the house focusing their attention on the lead. If you have 15 women and 15 men in the house, they might totally. all start hooking up with each other. And, no, it's it's true. It does throw off the format of the show. And, of course, yeah. when you're bored in the house constantly, of course you're going to be hooking up, even yeah. if you don't like each other. <laughs> I mean, you, you actually have other women – to focus on if you're one of the guys yes. in the house and vice versa. So yes, and you'd have a lot of time with those other men and women more so than you would with the lead. So it wouldn't <laughs> make sense. Yeah. Um, Becca, have you been contacted for uh, summer games by any chance? They want you to come on summer games. Summer games. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. No, I think unfortunately <laughs> my AB, ABC days are far behind me. I, I don't think they really want to have anything to do with me anymore. Honestly. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. They're doing um, because this is a year of the actual the Olympics games. yeah so two years ago they did winter games this year they're doing uh summer games calls are out and I'm sure we are going to see some of our favorites from the past be on summer games this season for sure um, wow I am so hurt <laughs> but also I'm giving birth in June so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cite that as the reason instead of <laughs> yeah. a personal vendetta against me when when is your due date June 18th. Okay. Are you having a home birth again? I'm assuming yes. Uh, the, yeah, the first time I did it at a birth center, and this oh, time we will be doing a home birth. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. I think, uh, yeah, because actually Summer Games is going to film before Paradise. So it's actually going oh, to no film. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's going to film in May for, well, Winter Games only filmed for literally two weeks. So, and they, wow. and they only aired two weeks of episodes. It aired Tuesday and Thursday on back-to-back weeks, and that was it. We got four episodes, and I'm assuming that's the way Summer wow. Games is going to go. So, Oh, Lord. Well, I would love to come on as eight months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. I think it would be great to have a pregnant <laughs> Becca compete on Summer Games. And you know she'd kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> Are you athletic at all, Becca? Could you pull it off? Could you? I for sure could. Okay. I just got back from the personal trainer, actually. I'm like, I'm pretty athletic. I mean, I was the rock climber of my season, so there was That's that. That's right. And then who was the one? Um, oh, what, what was the glam shaming? Who was that? Who was involved in that? Oh, my, I gosh. Uh, oh my God. I forgot about the glam shaming. It was, uh, wow. she was on it the was podcast. Marie. Marie, right? Yeah, Marie and Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and Chelsea was on Paradise that summer. Right? She was. Yeah. 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 What's happened to her? I, I, that's a name that I completely blanked on. And I, I to think. you know, the minute I said her name, I thought <laughs> I have not seen anything about her on Instagram in a while. I should go investigate. Yeah, I was like, 
Gosh, that's a name that I totally forgot about. Um, yeah, honestly, it all feels like ages ago, just even though it was two seasons past. But I just really feel like the franchise, not the franchise, but like The Bachelor has shifted so much, even from a couple seasons ago. Like, it's just crazy in terms of social media and the ages of the girls and just like the antics. Like, Women Tell All last year, to me, was just a super obnoxious and hard to watch. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like this oh, year. Oh, it's going to be awful. <laughs> one huge migraine headache. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, you know, we talk about the age and, you know, you just got lit up and down for that your whole season. Yeah. Um, two of Peter's final four are both 23. Madison and Hannah Ann are both 23 years old. So let's oh my. let's let's back off the, the, the age <laughs> thing and just be like, look, this is what they cast. It's never changed. No matter how yep. old The Bachelor is. Ari was 35 yep. or 36. Nick was 35 or 36, and the median age yeah. of his girls was like 25. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's always going to be that way. Um, yeah. Since you guys did not know about Summer Games, let me fill you in on, in case you didn't know about, <laughs> do you know about Bachelor Listen to Your Heart? Are you aware of this? What is A this? little bit. It's like the, uh, the musical Bachelor. <laughs> it's the... It's the uh, what? Are oh, they? Yeah. Is there one lead, or is it numerous people? What is the, oh, the music show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're close to they're close to filming ending, and it's going to start airing in April and lead into the airing of Bachelorette, which starts in uh, May. But Is basically, <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone keeps uh, referring to. That did Jed make his return on this show? Um, no, it's it's eleven guys and nine women in a mansion. Chris Harrison is the host. Um, it's not the mansion that what? we're all used to. Um, they're all in a mansion. But everybody on the show that is cast has a musical background, whether they're a singer. So it's like batch, it's like Bachelor Pad, but music edition. Bachelor Pad, music edition. The way Chris Harrison explains it is what a nightmare. A Star Is Born meets Bachelor in Paradise is the way he explains oh, it. Oh God! So, oh, no. but he is the host. But here, here's the thing: this show, this franchise, is basically adding on another show because this isn't like oh. You know, whatever. This has the Bachelor name attached to it. It's called The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Chris Harrison is the host. It's at a mansion in L.A. All the dates are musically themed dates. There is vote-offs. But because it is part of the Bachelor franchise and will be on for two hours every Monday night starting on April 13th, you know what that means is now we have a new pool of 20 cast members that are now going to be part of Bachelor Nation that I guarantee... Some will be down on Paradise this year. Maybe even Summer Games. Like some are going to be asked to be part of Paradise. We we now have a new pool of people. Is it not going to overlap with Bachelorette? No, it'll lead into Bachelorette. So it starts April 13th. So my guess is looking at a calendar on my phone right now, we're looking at April 13th is a Monday, obviously. So then the 13th, 20th, 27th, 4th, 11th. My guess is Bachelorette starts... Either the 18th, either May 18th or May 25th will be The Bachelorette starting, which means Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, will get six episodes. Yeah. Well, shit, then I guess we got more to cover. I mean, mean, people can cover it. It's not, I mean, obviously it's just not going to get as much as this franchise, and trust me, Chris Harrison and Fleiss and Robert Mills are going to shove this show down people's throats, wanting them to watch, but... Will it catch on like The Bachelor? I mean, The Bachelor's been around for 17 years and 39 seasons. Like, this yeah. is going to be the first season of this. I'm sure people will tune in out of, you know, curiosity factor, see if they like any of these contestants. But 
I'm telling you, these contestants, some of these people are going to be on Paradise this year. But it, so it is like a Bachelor add-on. Like you really do yeah. think they're going to be in Paradise. It's not going to be like what was that stupid show? Proposal. That got... Yes. Oh God. Yeah. You know, this is called ba- this is called The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. And oh, the, it is called The Bachelor. Yeah. Listen to your heart. Wow. Yeah. I am literally dreading the <laughs> amount of people who are going to show up in Paradise with guitars. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's what everyone was thinking, Jed. And it's like, you know, they released the cast and, you know, there are some good looking people and but they all have a music background and they haven't really explained exactly. Are there rose ceremonies where you basically basically it's pairing up? You have to pair up within the house. And I guess people that don't pair up. So it looks like it's going to be that like, let's eliminate them because they didn't pair up. But all the dates that you do go on where, where I've gotten. I've gotten a few pictures from some of the dates. They've all been musically themed. Um, you know, it's just they're filming all around is, L.A., you know, and then you. Is it going to have a bachelor pad feel like at the very end? You can either take a contract with a big <laughs> music agency or choose your love. Yeah, is there any kind of music competition woven into it or is it literally just a love thing? See, they haven't explained it in detail yet. Okay. They've just said okay. it's bachelor with uh, musically themed dates, but. And there will be eliminations. They're not going to have all 20 people that start the show be there at the end. It's somehow there are eliminations, whether it's a rose ceremony or you vote people into a box like they did on Bachelor Pad to, you know, send somebody home. I don't know if they're going to do it that way. Um, They'll definitely give out picks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not roses. Yeah. <laughs> They'll give out picks. Um, uh, yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, it almost it almost speaks to how successful this franchise is becoming because Jeez, they're adding shows, not li- eliminating stuff. You know, they're just yeah. adding yeah, more yeah, hours of bachelor like, programming. Seems like the franchise is thriving for sure. Yeah, I mean, and they they really pulled in such a younger audience with Colton. It seems so. Oh yeah, um, and I think you know Peter and I mean, did you have a problem in the beginning, like when you found out Peter was the bachelor? <laughs> Were you like, eh, I'd rather we have somebody like, else? Yeah, we were like not super, I mean, we weren't super thrilled, but I wouldn't say we were like mad about it. We were just kind of like, whatever, let's see how this plays out. Jess, what about you? Were you team Mike Johnson like everybody I else? Was definitely, I was definitely team Mike Johnson for sure. So I was disappointed, but I, um, I assumed that he would be a decent bachelor just because I felt like he would be a production dream. But, you know, we were we were kind of apathetic when he was chosen. But, I mean, I think considering the circumstance, yes, he's made some poor choices. But I feel like he's doing the best he's, he can. He's put through the ringer. He looks like he's aged like 15 years. <laughs> he has a scar now. He's, he's much older. <laughs> well, and, and to what you said earlier, it's, it's just like Peter is, I, I just, I don't know. Like I said, what, once... I just think his story made more sense than Mike and I and I know why they went with Peter. He grew yeah. up he grew up watching the show. He grew up 5 minutes from the mansion. Yeah. You know, he had the pilot thing going. If Mike just picture and you know they drilled into they drilled into our heads from the get-go, you know, windmill guy and had all these windmill references yeah. and yeah. if you have Mike Johnson as the bachelor, what is your theme for the season? He had nothing to go off of. Yeah. You know? I besides being black. Yeah, I mean and they're not going to you know I mean, he would be the first black bachelor, but you're not going to promote it as our, you know, because that would be horrible to do it that way. Um, Well, I think, too, something I actually like about Peter and him being such an L.A. boy is, like, you could see it as him being a clout chaser, but I see it more as, like, I don't know. I feel like you see Colton coming from Colorado and he gets this break and suddenly Colton thinks he's, like, 
I don't know, Brad Pitt or something, you know, now getting this new kind of fame. Uh, but then like, you see, I feel like maybe someone who's grown up in LA and has kind of been around Hollywood culture for a while might not get such a big head and like, mm. uh, you know, that kind of attitude about themselves being on the show. I don't know. Possibly. We, we can say this about Peter and we've known this because he's, he documents it on his Instagram and Instagram stories. It's not like Peter went on the show and quit being a pilot. I mean, he still totally. is a Delta pilot. He has no interest. He's not going to be a TV host. He's not going to give up being yeah. a pilot. He's right. He's wants to be a pilot. And I, you know, and he I wants give him credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> I give him credit for that. I mean, it's not yeah. the pilot's life is not for every woman for sure. I mean, totally. being married to a pilot is a lot of time away from your husband. So, yeah. um, you know, somebody just has to be ready for that. Are any of these four? I don't know. Uh, so we'll end it with this. Jess, you go first. What is your prediction of how this thing plays out? Or maybe you both have the same prediction. Well, I don't – we're not spoiled, so this is just a guess. Yeah. My uh, my hunch is that he um, chooses Victoria S., um, that the news that Chris Harrison brings to him is all about the rumors around Victoria S., and then I think Barb is crying because she wants it to be Madison. He tries to chase Madison after the Victoria F thing. And uh, I don't know if she says yes or not. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Becca? I'm really, I, I don't know. Because I'm now thinking that Victoria F goes home. I don't know. Like may, maybe with the previews, like maybe after hometowns or something. I don't know. I know you know all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm really confused now about what information Chris Harrison's bringing before the proposal because I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Madison is going to be his like top choice and I don't really know what's going to go down I I really don't know I I can tell you I know bits and pieces I'm not going to say anything I mean obviously people that listen and read me know I don't want to ruin it for you guys but I can say that I only have bits and pieces to things that happen from this point forward I don't have the the main spoiler, I have an idea where I think it's headed, um, but there is one, there are a few holes that haven't been filled in, and one of those holes is, I don't know what Chris Harrison is presenting to Peter on that yeah. day. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I have theories, but theories are just guesses. So Wait, what's one of your theories? Can you give one of them without giving a spoiler? Uh, let me think. Um... Because I was thinking, be like, one of my theories is, like, maybe it was, like, some sort of family tragedy with someone, but the way that Chris Harrison's presenting yeah. it sure doesn't seem that way. Like, no. he seems sort of, like, giddy, like it's something bad that he feels <laughs> bad about telling him, but he's also kind of excited. It's not It's not that. Uh, people have guessed the Australian wildfires. It's not that. Um, people, <laughs> what? Yeah, people, because they were filming in Australia, and they had all those fires back in November. Oh, like, we're going to have the helicopter yeah we, we, hey peter we have to get out of here um <laughs> no it's not that um i'm sure you've heard the rumor going around that uh peter is with julie laplaca his producer i'm sure yeah, you've seen I that that's, that's that's not it um it has nothing to do with hannah brown people think that she somehow ends yeah, up on this season it's not that um I it's, it's tough for me to say without possibly giving a potential spoiler. Okay. Out, so I'd rather not. Okay. But I don't. Okay. But the thing is, I don't know what it is. I just know things that it's not. 
So, so okay. I, but I don't know what it is, honestly. I, I don't. Weird. I don't know. So, so what you do know, yeah. do you know if um, he ends up with anybody at all? Yes. He's definitely okay. with somebody as okay. we speak. Yes. Okay. I think it's Madison. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's Victoria. <laughs> you think it's Victoria? You're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> I mean, I think Peter resists any, resists opinions and goes for his true love, oh the God. nightmare that is Victoria. Well, oh he God. he will he does find out on the hometowns uh, this oh, this week shit. is when he finds out. Shit, I'm quaking right now. Yeah. I'm so wow. nervous. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's and and that obviously causes ramifications in their relationship. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because, again, he's being presented with information that he's hearing for the first time. And just like he did with the Alea and Victoria P stuff and when Sydney and Alea had issues, it's like, I don't know what to believe. Do I believe Victoria F., who I've been with for the last month and kind of gotten to know? Or this information that was just presented to me on her hometown date, what do I do with it? You know, tough position to be in. You don't know. And you'll see how he reacts. (laughs) And uh, it'll be interesting because people are going to have their opinions on what happens just like they did for the Victoria P and Alea and oh boy, Alea uh, and Sydney stuff. So poor Peter is all I can say. Yeah, no, he's, you know, he looks so haggard in every interview I've seen him. I mean, also if, if, if he is indeed with Madison, like if he's with like Hannah Ann or Victoria, like I guess it would make sense for Madison to be a bachelorette. That probably makes the most sense. But like if he's with Madison, who the hell would they have for bachelorette? Kelsey? Well, that's what I mean. Like I don't think I put it this way. I don't know who the bachelorette is going to be, but I have stated pretty think much it's on record. Be, what, what do you, who do you think it would be? I keep hearing Hannah Brown 2.0. That's oh. what I I don't know if it's true though. I have no idea. I just keep that name just keeps popping up. I keep hearing up. that too. Yeah. I keep hearing that too. I don't, like in the in the bachelor talks between people, you know. Oh yeah. god. And I'm just like I don't think and let's just let's just say he doesn't, you know, Madison is an option at the end of this thing. Let's let's okay. say it's possible, which it certainly okay. is. I don't think Madison is I think you can get away with promoting a virgin bachelor. I don't think you can do that to a woman in 2020. I don't think they can focus a season around a woman who is saving herself for marriage because they would, you know, they would drill that into the ground. And yeah. I, I don't think you can do that. I, I don't. Do you think a lot of the viewership like resonate with her? Just, I, yeah, I don't think you know, so. Demographically speaking. I don't know. Yeah. I. How do you feel about the idea of Hannah doing round two? I always get asked about Bachelorette and who do I want and what do I think? And honestly, and I, I know this is a cop out answer, my honest answer is I don't give a shit. Yeah, all, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> all I care about is that there is another season because that keeps me employed. Like that's all I care about. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. care who's in the role as long as there's another as long season. As this train keeps on rolling. Exactly. Yep. I do not care. I will I mean, say look, this. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the viewership on Hannah's season would be crazy. Astronomical. Yeah. yeah and that's why. And that's why I think it's not far fetched. And oh, she God. has more Instagram followers than anybody in the history of the show. She had her heart stomped on. Well, last she time. won Dancing with the Stars. She won yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Her popularity is at an all-time high. If you bring Hannah so back, so is the size of her head. Yeah, won that. <laughs> if you bring Hannah Brown back next season, I think it's just like, wait, a second, huh? Why? Why are we waiting a year? It's like if you're gonna strike, strike while the iron is hot, and it totally. would be, it would be now Capitalize. with her. 
Yeah. So oh, Jesus. We'll see. I mean, like I said, all I'm doing, I, I'm I'm hearing things. I'm also hearing other names possibly, but yeah, that's the name that kind of keeps coming to the forefront, and I just Wait. don't know if they've decided or if she's. I mean, it just probably makes the option. most sense. Like, yeah, for it that does. Franchise. It probably does. Because they, because they're because you want to cast somebody that people are going to watch and will, yeah. is polarizing, and she certainly has a fan base bigger than anybody they would ever have going into their show. I mean, it, yeah, that's true. How, do you, how do you beat it? And they're, if their job is let's create ratings, let's create interest, yeah. let's create eyeballs to our screen, she's got more fans than anybody. So and She's got a narrative, that's for sure. She's got a narrative of what happened to her last season is not going to happen again, and, you know, it's just yeah. – the narrative makes yeah, sense. Yeah, even, even though it's happening basically on Peter's season. <laughs> Yeah, it's the narrative makes sense. That's why it makes. That's why when somebody says Hannah Brown, I'm like, I can't dismiss that because it makes sense yeah. to me, you know. But it does. We'll it see, does. We'll see what happens. I just I don't think Madison, if she has, if she were a possibility, is someone who's cut out for this show because Becca, you know, as being a bachelorette, like they want you. You know, we talked about how the show is so highly sexualized. You need to make out with numerous guys. You need to be fine with a bunch of sexual innuendos, and she is. Very, very strong in her faith and her church. And I don't think that would be a good look for her church, for her to be on the show making out with 10 to 12 different guys during the course of a season. That's just. Yeah, but, you know, two million followers later. (laughs) How Uh, strong is your faith? (laughs) Exactly. Maybe she would just sell it out and be like, all right, I'm done with the church. I want to move into this part of my life. Um, anyway, I hear Ruth in the background. She's getting antsy <laughs> or wait, whose kid is yeah. that? I don't actually, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's mine. Okay. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate Dude, thank it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Got you. It. And, uh, I will uh, talk to you soon. Let's keep in touch. Thanks. That was fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Becca and Jess for that. Uh, they were a lot of fun to talk to. Like, I know you guys who listen to my podcast, maybe not all of you have listened to chatty broads, I'm sure a lot of you have, so you are familiar with them. Um, it was great talking to them. Good to get introspective, intro, a little bit introspective on the season. And their, you know, Becca obviously has some insight lasting till final five of Ari's season, and you know, saying that she couldn't see Kendall in the possible bachelorette role, she could see Tia. Um, thought that was interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to have a talk like that, especially with people that are unspoiled. Um, it's, it's always, I always have to walk a fine line, but it was really fun talking to Becca and Jess. So check out their podcast on all platforms that you could hear podcasts. It's called the chatty broads podcast, Becca Martinez and Jess Ambrose. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcasts. It is very much appreciated. And, uh, we're headed down the home stretch of this season. Uh, hopefully I will have more information as the season goes on, maybe solidify what I had told you on Tuesday and what my feelings were on Tuesday about kind of where this thing is headed based on what I revealed on Tuesday. So hopefully I can get more for you. And if I do, I'll have it up for you this Tuesday. So thank you all for tuning in for Jess Ambrose and Becca Martinez. I'm reality, Steve. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. See you.